Welcome to the She Built This podcast, where we are sharing the stories of professionals and entrepreneurs who are on a mission to create the new norm by following their dreams and making them a reality. I'm your host, Emily Aborn, and together we are inspiring, growing, and giving you the tools you need to bring ideas to life so you can build whatever this means for you. everyone and happy Wednesday before Thanksgiving, the last podcast of November. Uh, This month, I don't know about for you, but it just flew by, which I guess is what happens when you decide to implement a November. It goes by very, very, very fast. (laughs) But the lesson I learned this month in my November was that I can still say no to things that don't serve me and let them go. Wait for it even after November. Imagine that. Um, Now I'm getting a little bit excited for the month of December because in December, I want to start like dreaming up some stuff for the coming year. And I know it's cliche and I don't care. Um, I love reflecting and I love planning. So I will be doing both of those things in November. Um, Today, the day before Thanksgiving, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, Uh, it's going to be a good one. I have just a couple of calls today, two new clients and a podcast I'm on, which I'm going to share about next week, I think. And then I'm getting our house ready for tomorrow's company. We are just having a super small group, uh, just my father-in-law, sister-in-law and her son, um, which we get to host at our house. It's like a dream come true for me. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but now you do and you're about to. I love hosting. It actually might be one of my favorite things. And to make it even better, they are just some of my absolute favorite human beings. And we're just going to have like the smorgasbord that is totally not typical Thanksgiving food. And it's going to be wicked fun. Um, And because I know that you are probably also in Thanksgiving prep mode, if you're listening on Wednesday, you're like baking pies, sifting flour, something like that. So I'm going to keep my intro short and sweet because I know that you probably have a cue full of podcasts you're listening to while you cook today and you want to keep on going. Uh, But I also want to make sure that this intro contains a lot of gratitude for you, my lovely listeners, loyal listeners in some cases. And for those of you who are new here, I'm grateful for you too. Welcome. Uh, I'm Emily Aborn. I'm the owner and founder of She Built This, an entrepreneur community for women who are individually on a mission to impact and change the world by helping others through what they do. We, and she built this, were the original creators of the phrase, the new norm. We are showing that it's normal to follow your dreams and make them a reality. And we're doing that every single day. And there are a variety of different ways to get involved and join us at whatever level feels right and comfortable for you. If you want to learn more about me and like what is actually involved in She Built This, you can head over to shebuiltthis.org. Never be afraid to reach out and ask me questions. You can email me directly, emily at emilyaborn.com. I'm a human being. I love other human beings and interacting with them. And I do answer all of my emails personally. Today, I'm also feeling grateful for an amazing new She Built This podcast review. This one is by Phoenix Jolie, and it is like super very, very wow worthy. Here's what she said. Actionable info and the stories I need to keep going. The advice and info are awesome, but there's something more here. I love listening to Emily draw out the stories of my fellow women entrepreneurs. When I feel isolated in my work, I work in relationships and it still happens. It's these stories that remind me we are creating something in community too. Jolie, wow. First of all, thank you. You are the best for taking time to write me such a beautiful review that sees and hears like the exact mission of what I do. And secondly, you took the words right out of my mouth about what I was going to talk about today as I introduced my guest. One thing I have just been absolutely loving on the podcast lately 
is the way that we all have come to this whole entrepreneurial thing so differently. My guests have had like such fascinating stories about how and why they started their businesses. You know, sometimes a personal event made them do it. Some have always known that they wanted to own their own business. And the stories are just awesome and so unique and I'm loving it, but it also reminds me that we are all in this thing together. Like we are truly building this as a community and we are all there to like support one another because we can share these stories and share the things that we're struggling with and going through and be there for one another. So thank you, Jolie, for seeing and hearing the essence of this podcast. And thank you so much for your review. And just saying, I'm always open to receiving more reviews on uh, through Apple Podcasts or on Podbean. I really, really appreciate when you take a minute to do that for me because it helps me to get into the ears of more people and it helps us to share the stories of my guests with more folks. So I would love for you to take a second and do that if you haven't already. All right, so this month, November, has been focused on like productivity and tools and organization and streamlining and filtering and the patterns that we have in our lives and in our businesses around that. And in addition to hearing like all of these differences and how we come into entrepreneurship, it's also been really fun this month to see the differences in us as individuals as we organize our lives and achieve the things that we need to and want to on a regular basis. I was actually with some uh, folks last Friday and we were all sharing our different styles of operation. I just was like, it is so fascinating to me how we can all be so different and achieve the same task in such different ways. Um, And I think it was really this past year that I finally started looking at my way of doing things and being like, you know what? I like myself. I like this. I'm good. I High five, Emily. (laughs) There is nothing to change. Like you're a-okay and so is your way of doing things. So once I did that, I was able to like really look at my systems and harness the ways I worked best and lean into my strengths rather than be in like this constant state of looking at how other people are doing things and how other people recommend things and always trying to figure it out and fix things according to what was right for them. Like wall calendars and planners are a great example. I have had multiple versions of both of those and they don't work for me. So rather than force myself to do something that doesn't work for me and just get frustrated when I can't keep up that system, I decided why don't I just stop using them and rely on what does work for me, which is honestly, in my case, it is a good old fashioned notebook and I set it up like a bullet journal and it gets me through each and every day, each and every week, organized and productive. I also use a slightly weird project management software that not everybody is into. It's not Trello. It's not Asana because I've tried those. And for me, they just didn't work. And there's more, but I'm not going to go on because this is not about me. It's about you and learning your unique way of working at your very best and just not trying to fit into someone else's mold. And that is one thing I love so much about in the message that my guest shares today If you don't know what system works best for you, she is totally the one to help you out in this area. She really works with people's individual preferences and needs and helps them to figure out systems and processes that do work for them. Joanne Crawl is a professional organizer who works with women that struggle with organization in their homes, businesses, and life. She started her business, The Sensible Organizer, 15 years ago, but she's been organizing people her entire life. She combines her former experience as an accountant and direct sales consultant with her ability to organize to help people profit more and stress less. That sounds lovely, doesn't it? And we need to make sure to say a big old happy birthday to Joanne because today, November 24th, is her birthday. Woohoo, confetti. (laughs) Uh, All right, so in this episode, Joanne is going to share her changes method to digital and paper decluttering, as well as her three top recommendations for tools that you actually should not toss, but you should use these tools your own way. She also shares about why we shouldn't feel shame around being disorganized and a whole lot more. Joanne is a She Built This All Access VIP member, and I've had the great privilege of getting to know her better over the past year, as well as 
joining her in one of her trainings. She is a world of knowledge and I highly recommend checking out her website, which I'm going to have in the show notes, following her on social media because she gives away tons more of her awesome tips and tricks. But without further ado, here is my conversation with Joanne. Hi, Joanne, and welcome to the She Built This podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm excited about this one. I say that about all my podcasts, but I'm super excited about this one because I know a little bit of um, your work and your modus operandi, and I love the approach that you take. So before we get into all that, um, I did read your bio and introduced you before you joined us, but I always love to hear in your own words who you are, what you do, and how you got here. Kind of like, what's the story of Joanne? Okay, awesome. Well, thank you. So I've been a professional organizer for 15 years. Uh, how did I become that? Well, I'm a, I'm a former accountant. I had my first daughter and I ended up retiring from the corporate world because they wouldn't accommodate what I wanted for work. So I was a stay-at-home mom, had my second daughter, started a couple businesses, and as my daughters grew up, stuff just started kind of <laughs> going into complete chaos. My home was in chaos. My businesses were in chaos. And it was completely foreign to me because I've always been organized. So fast forward a couple of years and my parents passed away within two weeks of each other. And so I had two toddlers and um, I was kind of thrown into that. And again, more chaos ensued. So once I was able to start kind of climbing out of that, I realized that what had worked for me in the past was no longer going to work for me. And I learned a lot about organizing because I was trying to get myself organized. And so I, I decided that I was going to leave my businesses. They were direct sale businesses. And I was going to go into see if I could help people kind of get past what I got past. And so I did a few free clients and found out I had a knack for it and I never looked back. Awesome. So how did you, I guess, like how did those first couple of clients start in comparison to how you've transitioned your business and how you're operating nowadays? Yeah. So yeah, my first few clients, of course, at the time, because I was, um, I had the two toddlers, um, they were moms and, um, and so that was working in person and like digging in and helping people like kind of get rid of all their clutter and figure out systems, what would work for them, for their kids, knowing that things change. Um, and then that evolved over time where I started working with people who lost loved ones, which was kind of something I was very familiar with the whole estate process and doing all of that. And, you know, fast forward to five years ago, I decided to completely transition my business to all online. Because over the years, I realized that my specialty is paper and digital organization. So I wanted to kind of get out of the physical stuff while I still help people um, figure out how to organize their home, their business, and their life. Um, knowing that it's paper and digital is very easy to transition to virtual. Yeah, I'd love to get into that a little bit. Uh, first of all, I think sometimes we think of an organizer. And like you said, we think of somebody in our home, like going through our closet with us and telling us what to keep and what to toss. Mm -hmm. So what does it kind of look like when you're working with somebody virtually when it comes to like, let's use papers, for example, when mm -hmm. you can't be sitting there in the room with me telling me I don't need that tax return that's 30 years old yeah. anymore. <laughs> Although you do. Now, um, yeah, so that that looks different ways. Like, you know, I offer... Um, kind of DIY programs where people can go through the process that I would normally take them through in person um, through the steps. Um, and then, um, so a lot of people will go through that and then they'll need the guidance beyond that, how to set up the system. So that's really just coaching through Zoom. Um, so I do that in multitude of ways. Um, sometimes I'll offer like a one-off session day where we'll kind of talk about everything. Um, other times I, I, other times I have a group group coaching program where um, people come together and work on their projects and ask me questions. And then, you know, I 
Oh, and then I do do one-on-one coaching for that. And so that's all done through Zoom. Um, And it's really just, you know, asking the question. So what I'll say about that is the person that does virtual organizing really needs to be able to take direction, go do the work and come back and ask the questions. Um, And they don't need somebody there every minute to keep them on task. Yeah, I really like this. I can can see how it would be like helpful to have that us, uh, you know, number one, an accountability piece where you're like, okay, I'm committing to doing this. And then I have to come back and report to you and tell mm-hmm. you that I did it. Right. Um, and also having that group together sounds like really, really energizing because you're all yeah. working towards that same common goal. Exactly. All right. Exactly. So I definitely want to get into your like your your method kind of because I know you have a really great framework for paper and and uh digital organization. Mm-hmm. But first let's talk about like why we need to do it. So why how is our disorganization costing us in you know I, I guess especially when it comes to our businesses, how is it costing us time and how is it costing us money? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um well time is money. <laughs> That's the first piece. But um with respect to our businesses, um if we are uh, if we're not productive, and more importantly, we're not efficient, um, you know, we're, we're spending a lot of time that we could be, you know, using that towards clients. So if we're, if we're disorganized, and, um, you know, we're spending a lot of time on, say, social media and promotions and, and, you know, creating things that, that really could be done by somebody else, or we could do them more efficiently through workflows, uh, we, we gain more time that we can actually be working with clients and helping them. Um, and, you know, things like if we're working with clients and we're disorganized, um, they may be, you know, that may frustrate them if we're not getting back to them on time or we're not providing them what they need. Uh, that can cost us money in clients um, if we're not reaching out to new leads and prospects because we don't have a system in place to kind of follow through with people. That's lost money. I'm trying to think of what else. Um Those are some really great examples. And, and I know for a fact, you know, working with somebody that is disorganized is really challenging, especially when you are an organized person, or you have a timeline that you, you know, you're expecting them to hold up and things like that. So absolutely. um, Yeah, it it is, it is all reaching, I would say. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think like, you know, to that point, productivity, uh, not necessarily productivity, but that too. Um, Mm -hmm. But organization is going to look different for every single one of us. Like the way I organize is not going to be the way that somebody else organizes. In fact, it would drive somebody else probably bonkers to see the way that my desktop is (laughs) (laughs) because there is nothing on it. And I know other people, their organization might need to be on their desktop. So what are your thoughts on that and like how you kind of help people to work through their own styles around organization. Yeah. So the the first thing I always do with somebody is, you know, I tell them, you know, to kind of just be, be brutally honest with me as far, you know, sometimes they can physically show me things, but if we're talking about like kind of the, you know, systems and the way things work, um, you know, to really be, honest, like, you know, even before I meet with someone, I'll say, you know, just kind of document what you're doing. And, you know, say you work through something and you're like, wow, that took me forever. And it really shouldn't have, you know, write down the challenges that you have. And that gives me an idea of how your, you know, your brain may be working. Um, You know, you could, if, if it was something like, that was holding you back because of your physical office, you know, the, your desk was a mess. You couldn't find anything or your laptop was, you know, your files are all over the place. You couldn't find anything. Um, or maybe there were distractions or things, you know, it's all about like the environment, our habits and, um, you know, kind of the way our brains like to work. An example of that is you say your desktop is completely clear. Mine is covered. One wouldn't think that a professional organizer would have stuff all over her desk, but I do because I'm very much a person that out of sight meets out of mind. So I have to have my piles set in front of me so that I know what I'm working on. Um, and then, you know, other people that, you know, that would drive them crazy. They need everything tucked away and they know where to go to get what they need. Um, so it's about, there's a lot of evaluating that goes on um, to find out really 
what will work for you because a lot of people will try and go straight to a system and then they'll be like, why didn't that work for me? And it's really just because of who they are and the way their brain works and, and their, the way they're used to doing things. And while sometimes I'll, I'll try to nudge people to change a little bit, I never want somebody to change so much that they're going to fail. Yeah, that's a good, that's a really good uh, thing to keep in mind when you're working with people is like, I do want to, I want to help you give you the tools, but I don't mm-hmm. want you to become a completely different person right. to meet my, to, to meet the method that I use. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of changes, <laughs> let's, that was a nice lead in. Thank you. Uh, let's <laughs> talk about your changes uh, system for digital and paper decluttering. Yes, that is something that so change it. So I'm like I said before, I'm I'm a big believer that cookie cutter solutions don't work. And my changes process isn't really a system um, to get you organized. It's a system to help you process all of your paper and your digital so that you can then get to those systems. And that process I, I naturally discovered as I was working with people um, that I had a certain way of working through, you know mostly paper when I first started. We didn't have a lot of digital clutter back then. But as I started helping with people with digital, I realized that I could apply the same principles. And so it's a seven-step process that, you know, I tell people, follow it step by step by step. Do not go ahead. Do not, you know, just, just complete a step, go forward, complete a step, go forward. But most more importantly is, as you're going through each step, is to not even think about the next step. Because what happens is, you know, say we, we have like a, like a whole stack of paper and we're going through it and we're thinking about, you know, we're supposed to be reducing it, but we're thinking about where's this going to go? Or do I need to keep, who do I need, you know, we, who do I need to ask about this and what we start thinking about all of the questions and that really slows us down. So because one of the steps is to narrow, which is purging. And, you know, if you stick with that narrow and not worry about anything going forward. It's just a simple keep it or toss it, you know, type of mentality. Uh, we can move through through things much quick, much more quickly. I don't know if you wanted yeah, I, me to walk through the seven steps, but that's it, just. I'd order. love it if you want to. Um, I could totally see what you mean, especially like in that narrow phase when you're like, you're going through everything and it's like, oh, well, I can just quickly write this email to this person mm-hmm. about this one. And then you never get to, you know, you never get through the stack because right. you're, right. <laughs> you just got distracted writing your notes yeah. out or emailing someone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so All right. The, so yeah, let's walk through them. I think that would be very yeah. helpful. So the, so the changes process itself, you said something about, oh, and the changes process itself is really to apply towards like getting rid of a bunch of old paper and, or, you know, it can be current, but a bunch of paper piles and a bunch of digital clutter. It's to reduce the clutter, but it's also about making sure that going forward, we're not bringing more in. So the first step for these, these apply to both, but we use different, um, we use a little bit different, you know, methodology, obviously, because, you know, paper is physical, physical and digital is only physical if you have disks and floppy drives, floppy drive, floppy, floppy, huh. I almost said floppy disks. I have said that because there are people that still have it, but um, flashback to 1988. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, um, so the first step is to collect. Um, it's really about, um, gathering everything up and that means everything loose when you're talking about paper it's not emptying out all your filing cabinets and going down in your basement and grabbing archive boxes it's about finding all the loose stuff because there there are, some people don't understand this but there are a lot of people who have paper in every crevice of their home um you know they have it in bags in their closet they have it under their bed they have it in their kitchen they have it in their office they have it everywhere so really it's about finding as much of that as you can it's okay if you don't get it all but as much as you can and just gathering it all up into one place whether it's a box a bin a corner of a room whatever you have and for digital it's really more of an inventory and then the second step is to harmonize and at that step we it's really, it's really not a step. It kind of is. I mean, it's really about stopping what's coming in, stopping the inflow for paper. It's reducing junk mail. It's reducing, you know, picking up brochures and business cards and and things like that, trying to reduce as much as we can coming in digital. It's about reducing the downloads and the email subscriptions and all of that. Um, And then it's also, um, 
we're creating harmony by this is the step where I just say, all right, let's let go of your perfectionism. Just let it go because it's a really, um, it's a big step. It's a big thing that holds a lot of us back. And that's, that's where you're thinking ahead, like, oh, I want a beautiful, you know, filing system and I want to make it all pretty and color coded. And we have to stop thinking about that until, until we get to the end. Um, it's also a place where you might want to gather supplies, you know, for this whole process, whether you're gathering boxes, bins, a shredder, or making a list of places where you can put your shredding. Um, and then the next step is to assign. And this is the step where we're taking care of anything new coming in. We want to make sure that everything new coming in doesn't get lumped in with the old stuff that we're, we've collected. So it's creating a, you know, whether um, it's creating a, a place for your mail, your incoming mail. Um, one singular spot where you're going to gather that and process it when you can. You don't, I'm, you know, a lot of people do the touch it once rule and they say, oh, you should have a shredder right by your door and a recycle bin. And yeah, that's great if it works for you, but I can tell you as myself, it doesn't work for me. I just pile my mail up and when I'm ready to process it, I grab it from that spot and I, and I go through my process. Um, and for digital, that's about making sure that um, we, you know, a lot of times with digital, if we're downloading things, there is a file, there's a download folder. So you can kind of use that as your little inbox. Uh, but you can create sections for myself, um, for, for paper, for digital, for, and for email. I use four categories there um, to do. So it's any item that I need to take action on. To pay. So even though a bill is something I have to take action on, I like to keep those separate. To read. That is anything that's like just something I want to read. It's not important. It's not pressing. And then to file because, um, and people say, what do you mean to file? That is because, again, as a professional organizer, one would think that I take all my paper and process it and file it right away. That is not me. I don't love to file. So I like to create a to file folder and let that build up, whether it's physical or digital. And then I will process it when I have time. And because I can, I like to bulk file. Like I like to spread everything out if it's paper and put everything in its place. Um, so those three steps are, you know, they're, they're really simple and they don't, they shouldn't take a long time, but they're really essential because the, you know, the, the next step is the narrow phase, which is when you start purging. I feel like with those first three, you're already like well on your way to feeling better, you know? Yeah, and, and none of those are really systems. Those aren't necessarily going to be the systems that you use going forward. It's just kind of triage, you know, just saying, okay, here we are. We're, you know, this, we, we know what we're dealing with. We have this big pile or we have 20 different cloud services that we need to, you know, we need to purge or our desktop on our computer or our filing system on our computer or email, all of that. We just have an idea of what we're facing. And then when we get to the narrow phase, that is, depending on how much you have, it really even doesn't matter how much you have. It should be the longest phase of everything. Um, you know, if you, one person could only have, you know, 100 items to process and another person could have 10,000 items to process. Um, either way, that this step would be the longest step. Because, um, you know, at this point, we're just literally going through things and we're saying, I 100% need to keep it or I 100% know I need to let it go. So if it's a keep, it goes into a keep collection thing. If it's if it's um, if it's paper, you'd have like a keep box. Um, if it's digital, I, at that point, I usually just leave it where it is. And I'm just working on sections deleting um, because I'm not creating systems at this point. I'm just looking to reduce, reduce, reduce. And um and then if it's if it's something that you 100% know that you're going to let go of, you're either going to shred it or recycle it and um, or delete it on, on your computer. And this is a quick, it, I say it takes the longest, but this should be a quick action. You, either, you look at it and you can either make one of those two decisions. And then the third decision was, would be, I'm not sure. And if it's an I'm not sure, it goes into the keep. Because I was of, just going to ask. Yeah, like I can see some people being like, uh, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't right. know. <laughs> and this is where you want to go. All right. I'm not going to think too much about this. I'm just going to keep it because you don't want to get rid of anything, you know. So you're only worrying about the things that you 100% let go of are the only things you're going to let go of. So you're either going to know you're going to need to keep something or you're going to question it. But both of those are going to go into the keep because it, you know, just for your own peace of mind. And you want it, the process to go quickly because paper and digital 
it takes time. It takes time to look at things and understand what they are. And this is especially true if you're, because you can apply this process. If you inherit a bunch of paper from someone, you can apply this process, um, you know, pretty quickly. And then once you've reduced as much as you possibly can. So, um, you know, when, when you're working with digital, you're, you're looking at an inventory of, oh, I have like, and when I say take an inventory, I don't mean like inventory every single file you have in every single place. It's just give you an idea. We, we tend to have the same habits where we, we put certain things on our desktop. We put certain things, we leave certain things in our download folder. We, we, you know, put certain things in Google Drive or Dropbox. Um, so it's just really an overview of roughly how many files you have in each place and what kind of files. And when you're purging with digital, it's about looking at that one section and working on that one section and and not worrying about if there's a duplicate somewhere else or if there's um, you know multiple versions or whatever that's the same thing but um, not yeah. worrying about that was really just worrying about getting rid of stuff um, because you'll get to that if there's a duplicate somewhere else and you've if you've deleted it in one place you'll know when you get it to it in the other place that you can delete it um, so again only th delete things that you 100% know um, you want to get rid of and you could create instead of using I mean you could use your recycle bin on your computer and not empty it or you could create like another folder where you just move things to that you're not sure about um, or you can just keep them on there as you go through yeah I like that and then kind of clean that out all at one time because yeah. yeah yeah as long uh, as you it's know yeah you're like oh I, I I haven't gotten rid of anything I don't I don't want to get rid of it's funny. I once had to do a Dropbox map for somebody, <laughs> like a, a map of everything in their Dropbox. Yeah. And, y you know, your point about the duplicates, it's it's so true. And I think, I mean, obviously, in this case, we had the advantage of being able to see all the duplicates. But yeah. half the time, those were just, it was like, yeah, we're deleting all six of them. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so I love that. Um, all right. So let's move on to G. Oh, so now. Oh, once, group. No, we just yeah, did yeah, group. Yeah. Yeah. No, we didn't. Okay. No. So once we've once we've narrowed everything down that we can narrow down, that's when we want to group things. Now, this isn't about creating a system. This is really about a more high level sort. And this can look different to everybody. As I mentioned before, for me, it's to do, to pay, to read, to file. Um, that's my high level sort. Some people might be like, oh, this is a business thing. This is a personal thing. That could be their high level sort. It's really about what's the first thing you think of when you look at a certain file um, and maybe kind of looking at everything and getting an overview and thinking what, what your brain goes to first um, because that's really important. And a lot of people do resonate with the four that I give, but some people are like, no, I, and I've heard people rename them and I can't think of an example right now, but you know, and that's great because you want it to, you want, you don't want to have to think about where you put things. You want to know that the first thing that came to your mind is where you you're it's going to come to your mind that way again so again this is a high level sort um and you know for me when i'm doing it i'm like okay this is something that i need to take action on um this is something that i need to pay this is something i just want to read someday and this is something that i need to file for reference i have to keep it and at this point you're looking at things more carefully now so you're now you're only working from your keep box which should be a lot lighter than what you collected and, or your your keep files, and you want to um, you want to process process through that. And as you, like I said, you're going to be looking at things in more detail. So you may come across things and you're like, oh, I don't need this. You know, I can get rid of it now. So it's almost like a second purge, which is great because the less you have, <laughs> the better. And um, or you're going to come across now. You're going to be like, oh, here's that thing I wasn't sure about. For me, when I come across something I'm not sure about, I put it in my to-do pile because it's usually um, when we're thinking about when we're thinking about information, whether it's paper or digital, whether we need to keep it. There'd be only a few reasons that we need to keep it, maybe for insurance purposes, for tax purposes, or for legal purposes. And none of those, I can tell you whether you should keep them or not. Those are all things that you would have to ask your insurance, your insurer, insurer, <laughs> your accountant, or your lawyer. Um, and then everything else is a personal decision, whether you're going to keep something or not. Um, so, you know, that that would be your high level sort in your grouping. And once you have that, then you're going to evaluate. And you're kind of probably been evaluating as you've went along. 
you've been thinking, you know, you don't realize it, but you want to think about things that you were holding on to that you really didn't need to be holding on to. Um, how much information you're bringing into your life because we tend to information hoard. We get something, we think we need to keep it and we, we, we don't want to, you know, miss out on that or, you know, we're not sure. So thinking, thinking about that. So we're thinking about what we've actually had. And then we want to think about like, think back to when you were collecting, like have, since you've collected and done all these and you grouped and now, do you now have more stacks around? Because that's very telling of the way that you're working. Um, Or, you know, are you putting your mail in the wrong, a different spot every day still? And you want to evaluate all of that. And then also you want to evaluate, you want to think about what systems have you tried in the past? So you've gone through this whole thing. Do you have a file cabinet somewhere that was all beautifully organized, but you never used it? Um, Because it could be because the drawer is broken, as simple as that. It could be you're like me and you don't like to file, but you've never really thought about, oh, doing it all at once. Maybe you haven't purged those. So they're stuffed. You can't get anything in there. So it could be you love a filing system, but you don't have a process, or it could be you just, that filing system is never going to work for you and you need a different system. So it's, it's really just about evaluating your habits. You know, when you're downloading things, are you doing a lot of screenshotting and just leaving them there and not doing anything with them? So there's like a whole host of questions you can ask yourself because those are the questions that are going to help you then say, okay, what kind of system? is going to work for me. And that's why systems is changes S last for systems. This is my favorite one for the record. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, let's fast forward to the system. <laughs> Just mm-hmm. kidding. Mm-hmm. You and everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, and, and I think one thing you had said was uh, in the grouping, like I'm I'm kind of as another example I'm kind of picturing like pulling out those old documents that you're like oh yeah someday I'll turn that into a blog or mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. and now is really the time to kind of do that as you're going through things and put it in your to-do folder so yes. that it actually becomes something so like not mm-hmm. only is this saving you time and money but it's also probably sparking a lot of creativity for people yes. and a lot of like recycling and bringing mm-hmm. back joy and bringing back excitement for the thing that they were working on. I find going through my old stuff, like notebooks and and my files and, you know, any work that I've done on my brand and stuff like that, it's just very reinvigorating to look at it all again. So I did. I I had a client once. She was a writer. She did lots of workshops and all of that. And, um, you know, she had been in business for so many years and there was so much paper and we went through it all. And she was like, oh my God, I'm like, she was so inspired. She's like, I'm going to run this workshop and I'm going to do this. And she's like, I can find everything. I know where everything is. And you're so right. It just, and she actually was, her, her whole business is about creativity, which I thought was awesome that that, that you just tied that in for me, for her. Well, thanks. <laughs> I was just kind of picturing this doc, like I was picturing a particular file in my Google Drive that I'm like, oh, I should go through that file. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, all right. So when you talk about, you know, I, I guess your main um, your main message seems to be like more isn't more. You know what I mean? Like more mm-hmm. systems, more tools, more yeah. stuff. Like we, I think we we get locked in this trap where it's like we need to have more storage space and more Mm -hmm. google drive space and a bigger inbox and all this stuff and i love how you really focus on like helping people to pare that down rather than just amp it up to make more space so that they can add more things to it Mm -hmm. yes (laughs) (laughs) so uh with that like what are what would you say okay like we say we can let go of everything else. What are the top three tools that you recommend people do have and do like hold on to and keep? Oh, okay. Yes. Um, well, the first thing would be a calendar for sure. Um, whether you're doing a physical calendar or a digital calendar, although I highly recommend digital because if you, we all have our phones with us and if you can access it on your phone at any moment, it just, it saves time. It saves everything. Um, and then, um, a, some sort of note taking, um, thing, 
whether thing, whether you you know you're using you're using specific notebooks or you're doing any kind of online tools. So using say even just the notes app on your phone, or if you're using Evernote or OneNote, some place where you can gather all of your kind of ideas and lists and um, <clears throat> ideas and lists. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that third point. And then um, having tying those in, you know, you could, this kind of ties in together, but having a project management software where you can, you can have both of those things in there. There are some that do all, but um, having a project management system helps you with tasks. So, you know, getting those reminders and, you know, laying out a project in, in, in something like a Trello or a, a monday.com or a ClickUp um, or Asana is really, um, to me, that's really the key to productivity because, you know, we can have all these to-do lists and if we're not, you know, even if they're in paper and we're, we're, you know, we're making lists every day, it's just overwhelming. So if you can have it in a project management software where you can have you know, each list separate and you can attach deadlines to that and get those reminders. To me, that's really, that's really essential. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't recommend having multiples unless I, I should go back to say, I used to use Asana for work and Trello for personal. And I thought it was working for me until I moved to ClickUp. And I was like, Oh my gosh, no, it wasn't. I needed everything combined into one because really my business and my personal life are so intertwined, you know, between scheduling and, you know, what I need to get done. Having it all in one place was very liberating to me. Yeah, me too. I I have to have it all in one place. And furthermore, I'm learning that I like, you know how you said your uh paper stacks are like you have to be able to see them in order mm -hmm. to to know what you have going on. That's kind of how I am with my project management software. Like mm -hmm. I have to like have a dashboard where I'm like, okay, these are all my, these are all the compartments of my life. And I right. have to be able to remember what the compartments are or else I'll forget one of them and it could be bad. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, yes. All right. Now you've kind of like set me up perfectly for a question I've been dying to ask you. Um, what project management software do you recommend and why? So I do not recommend one specific project management software. The answer I always tell people is it's the one that works for you and that you will use, you will open. Go back to talking about, you know, how I was using Asana for my business and Trello for my personal. I was never really looking at the Trello because I didn't like the feel of it and I didn't like how it worked. And, you know, I liked the look of it. It looked great, but it didn't really it didn't, I never opened it because I, nothing, I would never do anything with it. So for me, um, you know, like I said, I've switched over to ClickUp, which has been awesome for me. It works with my brain. Um, I, you know, I like the way it looks. I can, I can look at it almost like a Trello board. I can look at it like an Asana. Like, so for me, it was all combined. And I know a lot of the systems are doing, doing that the same. So really it's the one that will work for you. So it's really, can be a lot it can be somewhat of trial and error um i recommend going in and looking at them they all have free trials and some of them are free forever depending on what you need them for and just like taking a small project and doing it in in one and just see you know if you keep revisiting it because you like it and it works then you'll know you'll know the, the one that's right for you i really love that you say to give it a little bit of time um in, I think it was in October, I was sort of in like a busy, a really busy spot with my business. And I, I had been looking for a new project management software, um, but I didn't really have like time to sit down and research it, right? So anyway, someone suggested Notion to me and I'm like, mm. oh yes, that's it. So I bought it and I'm like, it's it, 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 I could see that it would work for my brain, 
but like it wasn't working right away. You know what I mean? Like it it took me. And so I had to put it away for a little while and like just kind of it was scary operations over here for a little bit there. But (laughs) I put it away for a little while and I came back and I had a chance to like really sit down and organize it like for the way that my mind works. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. And I almost was like, oh, wow, I just wasted all that money. But you have to give it time. And and if it's not working for you right away, like look at whether or not there's a a different way to restructure it. And I think like some, some project management softwares are pretty specific in what you can do with them and how you can organize them. Mm -hmm. And then there's some that are kind of like a big playground, which I would say notion is very much like that, which can be really overwhelming for people. So I think that's important to know too, is like, do I already know how to create systems or do I want the liberty to be able to, or sorry, do I want the liberty to be able to kind of like do my own thing and go wild with it? Or do right. I want it to kind of come specified? Like, this is what you do and this is how you do it. Yeah. I mean, that's very so much true about ClickUp. I tell that to people all the time because everyone's like, everyone's telling me I have to use ClickUp. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, you know, no, that isn't necessarily true. And to be honest, a lot of people go in there and they go, oh my God, because it's a blank slate. You, you create the way you want to create. So I'm like, you know, it, it really depends on what you've been using and what you're used to. Um, and it's really important. There's so many YouTube videos out there about these different things. I would watch some of those and you can see how they work and you, you may know immediately, oh, that clicks with me. So, yeah. 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 Um, all right. So uh, what would you say is your, like, what's your definition of, organization, keeping in mind, obviously, that it is different for every single person. But what's your definition of organization? Um, At the basic level, it's, you know, when you're sitting down to do a task, can you find everything really easily and, um, you know, gather, you know, gather up what you need really quickly to get it done? Um, you know, whether that's you doing something for business, you know, you, you, you have like a, a workflow and process and you know, you have a place where everything is and you're not searching and digging through. Um, and that would be, you know, same for like, say your home, like, um, knowing where everything is, is really kind of the foundation of it all. Cause you know, I always say that mess doesn't mean disorganized. There are plenty of people out there that are neat as pins, but they can't find anything because everything's tucked away. And then there are other people who had just have a complete mess. And you say, you know, you, I always use the example of you walk into that person's office in corporate and you see all the piles of paper and you're like, Oh my God, I'm going to ask them for something. They're never going to find it. You ask them and with seconds, they pull it out, you know? Um, yeah. So really it's about knowing where everything is and being at peace with it. Because if it's, you know, if you, if you've got like stuff all around and it doesn't feel like clutter to you, then it's okay. But, you know, if that clutter bothers you, then, you know, that's something that you want, you want to handle. So it's really about how you feel in your space and can you function well in your space? Yeah. I love that. I was just going to say, I think it really comes down to like how we feel about what, mm-hmm. what we have going on. So, yeah. um, all right. I, I always, I don't always ask this question. I frequently ask this question. Is mm-hmm. there something that I didn't ask you that you were hoping I would or like kind of like a, you know, take us home kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, you know, I can't stress enough to to not start with a system. And so that's like not saying, oh, I'm going to hop right into ClickUp and set everything up and go for it. Or I'm going to go to the container store and buy all these beautiful containers and bring them home and organize all my stuff because this is, this is the last place you want to start. You need to know what you have, what you're dealing with what might happen going forward and you know is this going to work for your space what you have how your brain works and all of that so just knowing that you know a big a big thing for me is for people to not feel shame in being disorganized or not finding a system that works for them because there's a lot of great marketing out there um from you know whether it's somebody selling organizing products or organizing services and they'll say my system's going to work for you. And the second somebody says, my system will work for you and for everybody, I almost want to say run away from that. It may work for you, but if it doesn't, there's absolutely no shame in that. It's just that 
you know, it doesn't work. I always tell people, my husband's the most organized person in this house. And he could never help somebody get organized because he knows one way and it's his way. And, you know, that does not work for everybody. I love that. And and yeah, I love reminding us that there's no shame in mm. in not doing it somebody else's way. Because you're right, they love to to tap into those pain points and make us feel like it's us when in fact, sometimes it's just the system that we're yeah, trying to I mean, use. Think about, you know, I think about people, you know, my, even my, my daughters, you know, they, when my daughters were in school, um, the big thing was the binder system. You have to get a binder for each class. Forget the fact that they weigh about 50 pounds and their backs are ruined from their backpacks, but they're like, you're going to use a binder system and you're going to three hole punch things and put them in. And I was like that, they, that was a blanket statement for every student in every class. And I was like, wow, knew it didn't work for my kids. Cause we'd come home and they'd be papers ripped up because they don't stay in and all of this stuff and their brains don't work that way. And so I create, I let them, we figured out what would work for them. And I would just say to the teachers, I'm sorry, but they're not going to have a binder system. Sorry. And, you know, (laughs) so, you know, that's an example of, you know, teachers teaching us that, but, you know, even our parents can teach us one way that they know to get organized and, you know, they may get frustrated with their children because it's like, well, why can't you do this? You know, and it's it's just because the brains, everybody's brain works differently. You're so right. And in my school, we were literally graded on our binders. So yes. I think this is so funny. I mean, I love binders. Oh, I do but, too. but I don't think that that's fair, you know, so yeah. I, I just love that. That was a perfect example. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. How can people find you and connect with you online? And I know that you have like a you have like a group coaching thing coming up, if I'm not mistaken. So please share about that too. Yeah. So I I can be found everywhere. Joanne Crawl, Joanne with no E, -E K-R-A-L-L. That's my website, joannecrawl.com. And I'm Joanne Crawl on pretty much all the socials. Um, My business is called The Sensible Organizer, but I've kind of morphed it into Joanne Crawl, The Sensible Organizer. Um, So I can be found that way. Um, Yeah. So my group coaching program is always available and open and you can find that right on my site. Um, it's a rolling thing. It's not like, um, it's not like you come in and we say, okay, for the next three months, we're going to work on this. It's you come in and you bring what you need to work on. And then we, we kind of go through, um, you know, whatever you're working on, you're working on. Um, the thing that I'm releasing though, is going to be a membership. I don't don't quite have the details on that, that, but that'll be coming soon. Um, I think by the time you release this, it may be ready. So that'll be on my site as well. And that's going to just be a hub of, um, information, um, from me information, you know, information gathered around that I've put out into the world information that I've received from other, you know, articles and things like that. And then new stuff, because the way the membership will work is, um, if, if you go through and you're like, I have a question. I'll answer that question in, on some level, whether I create a video, a demonstration, or just you know a simple PDF. So that's coming up, and I think that's what you asked me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That sounds really, really exciting. Yeah. And regardless of if it's in time for this episode or not, we'll be sure to like share the heck out of that in the in the she built this community. So thank you. All right. Well, thanks so much for like showering us with all your knowledge. I'm excited to go make some changes. (laughs) (laughs) And I really just appreciate you being a being a part of this. Thank you so much. This was fun. To learn more about She Built This and to join our community and get involved for yourself, visit www.shebuiltthis.org. 